With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. This season has come to a close with a Scottish Cup final victory and it might not be the final we wanted to win but I am in the opinion that there is still a, this is still a season to remember. So I am your host Scott Carney and joining me is everybody, uh, which is weird because it feels like we've not done this in a long time all sat here. So Ali Pearson, how are you mate? Not so bad. I was just saying to yourself off camera there that that last week just took it out of me. By the way, Monday at work was a slog for me there, and he's still a slog at the moment. And hi, I could do in my bed to be honest. <laughs> it's <laughs> really it, good. It, it, I, I think after the season we've had, mate, there was a lot of kind of end of season blues. It was a uh, the last few months were hectic to be honest yeah. for for the end of our season. So yeah, no, I don't know. News, but in a different country or two, three different countries actually. You were I three countries, aye. Uh, Scotia, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm okay. Similar to Pearson there, that it's um, I really drained this week, um, so hopefully that can go soon enough and get back to a wee bit of normality. And, yeah, reflecting the season a wee bit. And good. I was thinking it'll be good to have a wee bit of break from the football, but I've noticed I was looking at my phone today on live score trying to see what football was on the night. <laughs> you know, like, nothing really t- fancied my tickled my fancy. So um, yeah. What what football is on? I wouldn't even know that. That's how little I was. It's a national league playoff or something like that. Don't worry, no. don't worry, Scotia. You've got Scotland coming up soon. The three oh. of us can't wait for that either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan Haymarsh as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, boys. It is, it is strange. The four of us have been on. It feels like a long time. Good to see these two back. That'll get the viewing figures up. 
Um, <laughs> read, a, read, a, read a few tweets about people saying that um, is anybody feeling bad since they get back from Seville and do you think we've caught something and people feeling a bit lethargic? It's called a hangover. I've been in, I've been at Cheltenham, many stag dues, many boys' holidays. It's a hangover. You'll be okay in a couple of days, lads. Yes, but yes, they will be okay. Uh, I think, um, without going into the, the whole story again, after I met you boys on a stag do, when I came back from that stag do, it took me four or five days to feel normal, and we were only away for three nights, I think. So, yeah, it's it's a hangover. It is definitely a hangover. So, yes, first off, um, congratulations to our winners of the draw last night, and thank you for everyone for the really kind words of support for us doing it and understanding why we've done it. So, yeah, really appreciated, and the feedback's been great for it. Congratulations to the winners. Everybody's got in contact with me now um, to say that they've got it, and it's all good. So, brilliant for that. Um, you can join the channel from the 99p via the YouTube channel. You can buy the podcast a coffee and or become a coffee buying legend member via the Buy Me A Coffee website. Um, thank you to who you will all know as GR986 in the comments for the coffee. Um, he bought us one last night, so very much appreciated for that. And thank you for supporting us that way. And you can buy a T-shirt, uh, a new one of which has just been added to our collection with more coming in the, the kind of coming month. Um, I would think over the next month there'll be another two or possibly three. Uh, all the links are in the description below uh, and as always please do like and subscribe and leave a comment on your thoughts on what we're going to speak about tonight so lads i'm going to rip the plaster off and we're going to talk about the the europa league final and um, so ryan i'm going to come to you first because uh, i think i think you're the only one that hasn't spoke about it on the podcast obviously ali and scotia did a, a reaction from um, Seville, um, so I think you're the only one. Um, not the final we wanted. Uh, I still stand by that we were right to be confident and the team deserved us to feel confident after the run that we had been on. Uh, I, is it still raw for you or are you at the stage where you can appreciate the journey and the achievement that it was? I think I think Saturday helped heal the wound slightly, but... <clears throat> I think I'll be thinking about an opportunity missed for a long time. Um, it does feel like that, I've got to be honest. I know I left a, I don't know, about a two and a half minute voice note the next morning on the group chat. I just, what I thought about the game and I think it was an opportunity missed. I think the players didn't turn up the way we know they can turn up. I don't think they performed. I think a few people who, you, I mean, we sat and praised Tavernier on, on, the, on the pod on the Tuesday. He's the probably one of the main reasons we got to the final because his performance levels were exceptional in the Europa League, absolutely exceptional. I thought he had a poor game. I thought Borna was very negative. I thought Lundstrom looked leggy. I just don't think Rangers as a team rose to the occasion, which was so disappointing. And I know probably get people not sharing my views. I just feel as if they did let themselves down a bit and I'm trying not to criticise them. I just feel that we... I, I think we've beaten better teams in Frankfurt. All due respect to them, they did look decent, but we've beaten better teams than that. We've beaten better teams than that away from home. And It was interesting to hear Lundstrom at the end of the game and he said that possibly... I don't know the exact words, but he said something along the lines of the occasion maybe got to the players and it's, it's very hard to play a performer in a stage like that. And maybe that's what happened. The Ryan Kent miss will live long in the memory for me. Um, 
yes, the goalkeeper has done well, but it's really straight at him for me. It's not a world-class save. That sums Ryan Kent up. You are getting... That's the that's kind of levels we're at where Goldson should should have cleared the ball. And if that had happened, ifs and buts, if Goldson had cleared it, would we have held on if Kent had scored it? But that's where we. That's how close we are to, to winning a European final. I think if we've got somebody with a bit of class, a bit of composure, who has a finished a finish to their game, which Ryan Kent doesn't. I don't see an end product with Ryan Kent a lot. He can beat five men and then sky over the bar. It just sums Ryan Kent up and it's it's disappointing and I do feel as if they let themselves down. But um, in time, of course, I will. It's what a run. It's been, it's been unbelievable and a, and a fantastic season in, uh, in Europe. But yes, I think it's going to be so for a while, Carney. Yeah, mate, <clears throat> I get that. I think I still... I still get wee flashbacks thinking of it now and I'm going, oh, God. I mean, I was so gutted about it. I did full Scotia on Thursday and went out in a bender. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was I was off. Like, I just I just had one of the days where I thought, no, I'm not going to deal with this today. I'll leave it another day and I'll just carry on drinking. And it was uh, a real show one. I thought your, your comment, um, your, your wee voice note that you put into the into the group chat, mate, and then the following morning, I thought was superb. And genuinely, mate, I should have probably posted it because it would have done probably better than these two in Seville. Um, but uh, I thought it was spot on, mate. Um, and it was how I felt at the time, the, the kind of the bridesmaid and the bride comment that you made. Um, I thought was we were always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And yeah, I could kind of see where you were coming from with that, and it kind of hit home to me at that point, so I'll blame you for me going out in the lash all day on the Thursday, mate. Um, Ali, how are, <laughs> Ali, how are you feeling about it now? Obviously, time has passed, the season is over, I know it was a, a while ago, but I still thought it was important tonight to, to kind of speak about it, so are you at the point now where you can appreciate the achievement? Yeah, as similar to I know, I, I think the players will look back and weeks to come or when they're on the holidays and have time to think about it, I th- it's a missed opportunity. I thought Rangers, I said to Scotia during the game, I thought they played within themselves, Rangers. I could tell in the first, I turned to Scotia the first 10 minutes, I was like, just don't have a good feeling about it. They just didn't look like the Rangers I'd seen in the previous legs. And um, I know I harped on about the heat out there. Yeah, the, the heat was a factor. It, it was mega hot out there, but I just think, Certain players didn't come to the party, unfortunately. Um, never get a better opportunity again. I, I, I don't think we ever will. I know we said we'd never see another finals when we were at Manchester, and we did. So, I mean, you, you never know what will happen in the corner. But in terms of facing a, a team in a final in Frankfurt, who I thought were decent, I thought they were well-organised, but we've beaten better. I thought over the 90 minutes, they deserved to win the, um, the, the final. I'll be honest with that. Um, it was disappointing because to go one up, you think you've got the goal with no striker. Can we hold on? And again, we've been haunted by that defence again with a goal I've seen umpteen times this season. Goldson just needs to put his little foot through it and get it. And if he does that, it's like you say, Kansas, buts and maybes. And like the, the Ryan Kent won a lot of folk going about if he'd scored, but I'm, I've not seen the replays back that much. But a lot of folk were saying the ball was actually out from Kamar Roof when he when he played it back across. So if imagine if you want to go F spots and maybe imagine he put it at the back of the net and then VAR ruled it off. Ruled it off. It'd be yeah. absolute heart, absolute heartbreak. But I've, I've heard yeah. a lot of boys saying it was actually out and VAR would have ruled it out. But I've 
I'm not actually. I don't want to look at it back to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then when it went to penalties, again says to Scotia, I just didn't fancy us for a German team as well. They're always good at penalties, but and it had to be Aaron Ramsey to miss it. Everyone, every man, the dog knew he was going to miss it, but disappointing. But I think in time I'll look back and go extremely proud. The adventure I mean, Scotia had to go there. The, the teams we placed at the Leipzig game at Ibrooks fantastic nights for us and um, it's disappointing but football can be, and I said that when me and Scotia done I think it, it can be a fantastic sport but it can be a extremely cruel sport at times football and that's football for you unfortunately, we just need to dust ourselves off lads and um, get into next season but I'm just glad I've got a wee two months of, uh, of rest now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your liver's probably thanking you as well mate after yeah. uh, I, I get it, I do I understand uh, the whole missed opportunity of it, and it was uh, it was a sore one to take. It really was. Um, if that Kent goal had have went in, I wouldn't have known if I had ruled it out, if I was going to rule it out, because I would have disappeared. You wouldn't have seen me. I would have <laughs> ran the length of where I was watching it, the whole town, because we would have won it at that point. So, Scotia, is it down to... Is, it, is there a number of factors at play here? Is it the heat? Is it the, the players were very aware of the treatment that the, the fans were getting, and... Uh, or or was it just a step too far? Um, to be honest, I think it probably was the heat played a massive role in that. Um, because yeah, like Ali keeps on saying, you can't describe how hot it was. And I know even where we were, we were in the shade in the stadium. We were watching it, and it was still roasting. So for the in the then the uh, Sevilla stadium where there isn't any cover at all, really, the players would have been getting that, the fans would have been getting that. They would have heard what was going on. Obviously, we weren't there, so we can't give you our experience of that, but from what I've heard from other people, it was, does not sound like a pleasant experience that the, the, the fans had leading up to the game. So I think that did play a factor. There was also the, the, the Jimmy Bell thing going on there, you know, that obviously it was going to be his funeral a couple of days after that, that, that can certainly play in people's minds and things as well. So I think it all did sort of contribute to it. And then I think Frankfurt, Kenny, they sussed us out pretty well. I thought they, they nullified Tav and Kent really well throughout the course of that game. So yeah, I think I thought I'd reconciled Kenny not getting through, but I, I, today I spent some time watching bits and pieces of the game and like the full highlights and was looking through it. And you know we had like six shots on target to their four, but they had an awful lot of more sort sort of shots just off target and just before they'd scored the equaliser. And um, Goldson took a wee slip, and that Kamada boy ran in and nearly lofted it over him so it was all those wee kind of half chances that were just going wide for them that we had I think we had maybe like a Rebo in the first had a couple of chances nothing we could potentially do better be one of the shots that he had but yeah when I watched it back today I was like mm, I, I came back to that feeling that we've potentially let ourselves down a wee bit for that but there, like I say there's probably quite a lot of factors for that and then penalties are a lottery as we all know um, so there's not really much you can do to to do for that because the last two penalties that um, they hit McGregor wasn't too far off from from getting a hand or glove to it, um, so it's, it's just all these wee inches. 
Yeah, Ryan, you've spoke about it even before as well, mate, that you need these things to go for you in massive games like that. And I think in the final, they just didn't go for us. It was just one of the ones that it probably went for Frankfurt more than it went for more than it went for um went for Rangers. And I've yet and I'm not oh yeah, this isn't an Aaron Ramsey bashing, by the way, it really isn't. But I have not met one person that when Aaron Ramsey stepped up to hit that penalty, thought that he was going to score. <laughs> I think everybody collectively, uh, even when I was in the pub, when Ramsey walked up, everybody at exactly the same time as soon as he came onto the screen just said his name. Like, Ramsey? Massive question mark, echo, like, comes out above everybody. Uh, so it just wasn't going to happen. Look, I, I'm, I'm at the stage where I, I think it is a great achievement. It's a tremendous achievement for where we've been. Uh, the story is unbelievable and it's a... A Hollywood blockbuster, it really is. Uh, it would have been tremendous to have won it. It would have been, again, the the best, the best probably night of my life. But it just wasn't to be, uh, and the, the wee fine margins that we spoke about just probably didn't go our way. But I think we're so. I think in time, um, especially over summer, as we start to build up the hype towards uh, next season, I think we'll still look back and think this was a, a tremendous, a tremendous achievement by us in Europe and. In the nicest possible way, because of the way it happened, they've kind of set, set, set themselves a benchmark now. But I I fully believe these players believe that they can now compete at this level. So the, the kind of core of this team are going to know what it takes to perform at this level. And who's to say it can't happen again? I'm not going to say it's going to happen next year, of course I'm not. But uh, who knows? I think we are. Nobody will want to play Rangers. Nobody will want to come to Ibrooks. Nobody will want uh, us at all. So that's something to be, to be really proud of. Right, enough. Down and gloom stuff. Let's go. Can I just jump in? Yes, mate. Jump in. Quick question for you all. Um, and it, this isn't a criticism in Geo in any way, but I'm certainly the, the feeling I had was that um, both Ruth and Ramsey, if they were going to be coming on to take penalties, should have been on 10, 15 minutes earlier than they were. I don't know what you thought about that. I, I don't know if it's going to make a difference to Aaron Ramsey, to be honest, but him missing that penalty or not. Uh, Roofs was a decent enough penalty, but I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I do think they should have been on earlier. Um, if Roof was, I mean, surely Roof could have played a wee bit longer than what he did, and I think he made a difference from when he did come on. So yeah, uh, he probably should have. Maybe that's maybe a bit of a, a, a bit of a one to take in the chin for Gio. Uh, Ryan, what's your thoughts on that? I agree. I also always say that hindsight's a wonderful thing because I think it was very obvious that Gio was playing for penalties. I think we could all see it. But <clears throat> as I say, hindsight's a wonderful thing. However, that Frankfurt defence was there to be got at. Mm-hmm. I mean, the goal, the goal we scored was a perfect example of they weren't great at the back. And I do think that during extra time, they looked more dead in their feet than we did. We looked like the ones who had a bit more energy about us. And yeah, I think Roof coming on earlier, maybe have a go, maybe a ball falls for him or ifs and buts. But it's a, as you say, it's small margins and, and hindsight's a wonderful thing. But yeah, I, I would agree. I would have had, I would certainly had Roof on. I'm not a fan of Ramsey uh, anyway, so I wasn't even thinking about him, if I'm honest, but I would have had Roof on a lot earlier. <laughs> uh, so I'm being honest. You know, I know I don't like. I know I'm the same, mate. I, 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 I haven't been impressed by Aaron Ramsey since he arrived here. Uh, if I'm going to, be I don't, I don't want to say. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. No, like, I know I've, what you mean. I've not. I've not seen this player who's earned a Rangers jersey. That's what I'm saying. He's just. He's nowhere near fit. He's miles off it. And my friends, <laughs> my friends, words and miles off it. 
yeah, Ali, your thoughts on that? Um, do you think he should have made the substitutes earlier? Yeah, possibly. I don't like bringing players on to hit penalties. He's, look at England. Did it. England did like it. Look it. at that. Turned out so. Kamar Roof, though, I mean, I agree with Scotia. I would have brought him on, but I mean, he was on the bench for the Scottish Cup final there, and when extra time never appeared. So there must be a reason why he's obviously can't last it. His penalty was, was all right. I hate it as a wee run up roof, but he <laughs> put it away. He did put it away, but no. Yeah, it is what it is, penalties. It's, it's, a, it's a lottery, and you've got to say it a bit frank, but their penalties were absolutely outstanding, all five of them. So, yeah, they were. Fair play to them. You've got to say, better team, better team today, Frankfurt, and unfortunately, the beers. I know. Right, okay. Uh, can we finish negative stuff and get back to more positive stuff now? Because that was that was a tough one. But we had to speak about it. Scotia, tell everybody about Seville, mate. Doesn't remember. No, Seville itself, the whole the whole trip, barring the the, the, the feeling that after the game on the Wednesday evening, the whole trip was an absolute blast. Um, from when we arrived in Seville just after midnight on the, the Monday evening, um, got to our apartment on the Tuesday. Tuesday was an absolutely brilliant day. We met Tav's brother and his mum and that when we were in one of the squares, which was just surreal because we just finished recording like a wee a wee video, which I don't think anyone actually seen because by this point we were we were definitely on our way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at this sure. point. So it was probably unbroadcastable. But yeah, Tuesday night was brilliant. Wednesday, a couple of the guys that ended up staying in the apartment with us met them sort of round about 11 o'clock out of that square with everyone. Brilliant. On the Wednesday, what I'd say is we bought tickets for the auditorium place, which were like 47 euros a pop. And then because it was taking ages to get tickets for the this other stadium, but we did finally manage to get them. But we went walked up to the, that auditorium place, went through security, and then showed them the tickets for the stadium. They said, oh, it's the wrong tickets. So we walked out, and it wasn't until we were halfway up the road that we went, oh, I've got those tickets in my bag. <laughs> um, so we, we missed out on that, and I ended up giving it, giving that to two, two other fans that were walking down the road and just said, here, boys, if you get nowhere to watch the game, here's two tickets for that auditorium place. Stone. Yeah, and then, would you say that was a, would you say that was a heat that caused that Scotia or <laughs> alcohol consumption? <laughs> I, I, probably a combination of both, to be fair, because um, I, I, don't, I don't know why it never clicked to either of us at the time. But um, that, that was it clicked to me, Scotch, when I came out. Oh, it was 47 <laughs> euros down the Swanee. Um, but oh well. And then, <laughs> yeah, the, the Thursday, even though you're coming back off a defeat, the Thursday was an absolute cracking day as well. Just kind of walking about the city, seeing wee bits of it that we hadn't seen before, um, sent you a couple of videos and stuff. Yeah, I had a really good time. Um, what I will say is, what I noticed is that all the Frankfurt fans that were walking about on the Thursday, they didn't seem as happy as I thought they would no. be for winning the for winning the trophy. If that was us, we would still all be bouncing around the streets and stuff. So um, I was quite surprised that they were so subdued in, in their victory. But yeah, no, it was an absolutely fantastic trip. Friday was a wee bit of a whirlwind into Faro because we had to leave travelling all the time. So not much to report um from the Friday, but the amount of folk that we met out there, like from Vancouver, we met a boy from the Dartford Loyal um, and, and Faro on the Friday, met an old boy in Faro as well, just chatting away. It was an absolute wonderful experience and the, the hospitality from all the civilians was um, top notch, that everyone that we came across. And I know I mentioned there that folk in the other state, the Sevilla Stadium, had a bit of aggro with the stewards and, and police, but I, I didn't really feel that. I know, I know what the Spanish police can be like, so I was 
I wasn't didn't really ever come into any trouble with them. So all in all, it was a yeah fantastic trip. And just just yeah. got disappointed that I'm back home now. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're a bit on the Frankfurt fans, mate. If uh, it was the other way around and we'd won on that Thursday, a lot of people would have missed their flight home. <laughs> uh, I am positive there would still be a lot of people just now trying to get home. Ali, your thoughts on it? I know Scotia's wrapped it all up a wee bit there, but it makes a change from you doing that and leaving him in the hunt to say. So <laughs> what, what what was your takes on the whole trip, mate? Oh, was, the whole thing was fantastic. I mean, we went... Well, if most folk know, we went via East Midlands to Faro and a bus, and even the the drive down to East Midlands and the motor, I had the, I had the scarf flying out of the car, and there was lorries flashing me and folk beeping the horn, and it was it was brilliant and down there. We took, we did a pod in a service station as we started. These guys came pulling in and started shouting, running away, and all that because they could see the <laughs> scarf and just getting to the plane because East. I don't know if many folk have flown for East Midlands Airport. It's not a big airport and. I mean, Scotia showing the security queue instantly. Somebody recognised us off the podcast. So the English must have thought, who are these two clowns? And then you get through security. <laughs> and it was honestly, I was uh, so many bears, man. It was unbelievable. All the sombreros singing the songs. Got a pint bought for us. And um, I just, in the journey, even, even the Frankfurt fans, Scotia, we met on the bus. We got a bus through. We didn't get to Seville on the Monday till it was after midnight. There was about 10 Frankfurt fans in our bus. Outstanding, they boys. They were they were they were brilliant, brand new. Just all the ch- I, I really enjoyed the Tuesday because you didn't have the game the Tuesday night, so you didn't have that. You know what I mean? That kind of oh shit. Arms of us all goes. You you definitely enjoyed yourself on the Tuesday. Yeah. Night. <laughs> well, to be fair, me, me and Scotia were like, we'll, we'll we'll keep it quite easy on the Tuesday, and we did to a point. And um, we were down this we were down this bar and. Um, Scotia bought a he bought a beer, but he also you know Scotia he'll, he'll bring something else up as well. It was some kind of gin cocktail. I don't even know what it was. I think it was um, Tankery. I think it was a big glass of Tankery. I brought this thing up, and they don't do like twenty five mil measures out there. It's basically no, it's pour it in and yeah. see what happens. And um, I that kind of switched us. We met we met boys <laughs> for the pub as well. Obviously, Tav's Tav's um, Tav's brother, Tav's mum. It was fantastic. I was kicking a football about a square at one point as well. I thought it was back to when I was eighteen again. It was the whole thing was fantastic. And obviously the result didn't go away, but some amount of stories. Just talking all the bears out there. We met a guy that looked like Gary Bolin, and we got a picture with him in Scotia. It was like Gary Bolin and Marco Negri and Neil Oliver on tour. It was um, some of, some of the stories were brilliant, and some of the guys you met out there and you get speaking to them and. And it's, Seville's a, it's a fantastic city to go to Seville, but it, it's one of these cities where you can just go around corners and it can be quite quiet sometimes and there's wee bars everywhere and you'd be walking around the city sometimes and just a Rangers fan would walk towards you. You don't know who the guy is, but you would just give each other that wee kind of look saying, how are you and all that. It was, it was a, a good togetherness, I thought, by the Rangers fans. And like I said to you, a lot of folk were waiting and Rangers fans out there doing something so they could bash us over here. Every man and their dog, the press, everyone was waiting for it. And then for the Mayor of Seville to come out and say, best support they've ever seen. It's true. The Rangers fans and the Frankfurt fans as well, that we, that we met as well, were fantastic. It was a carnival atmosphere. The weather was outstanding, probably too hot, but yeah. I'll, I'll look back in years to come and say, Christ, I, I was there. That was, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. And it's, it's now... 
give me a wee bug to do European trips. I would love, I would love the four of us next season if we could, if we could get together to do a, a club at twenty two European trip because honestly, lads, that was that was something special. It really was, and um, I'm just glad we could do a wee blog and bring an insight to because a lot of boys have come up to us and said it was quite good, but. We did try our best. We're not professionals, me and Scott, so we are the B team of this podcast, but we did try our best. <laughs> well, mate, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say on recording, and I have said it before, mate, I, I, the, the videos were superb, man, that you sent over. It was better than I I, I thought he's been doing. And that's no disrespect to you. I'm not a professional. None of us are professionals here. I know. Like, but, it, but it was great. And, Ryan, that we weren't there, and it was... But bittersweet's probably too strong a term when we were seeing the videos back. But for the boys to do what they've done and to share it all with us, uh, and it was brilliant. Uh, and just quickly, the the reason I didn't put the thing up about um, them meeting Tav's brother and Tav's mum because Ali just kept saying, "I just gave Tav's mum a cuddle." So I just he must have repeated that about eight do times. I, do I say to Tav's <laughs> mum? I said to Tav's mum, and I was absolutely pushed. I was like. Honestly, he's an absolute credit to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all she, must you. Oh, she must be like, oh, thanks very much. I'm so glad yeah. you approved. Uh, but Ryan, the, the, the lads the lads done the pod proud. They did. They said <clears throat> their videos were excellent. Um, done a really good job. And yeah, see the Tuesday when I was, I mean, the, yeah, their videos were good, but by God, our group chat was Voice absolute notes. gold. Not not uh, not Ali. broadcastable, but absolute gold. Um, Ali knows what I want. Uh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, it, it was. I mean, they, they done they done really well. I actually thought they'll go over there and they'll do one video and then they'll be hammered and thought. you won't get anything after. And fair play to them, they really did done a really good job. And I mean, the videos have went down a bomb, and you can tell how many people appreciated the the kind of insight into the atmosphere and, and just as the whole journey really. So yeah, they've done it excellent. Um but I well done and well done and uh, giving Tav's mum credit for bringing her son up, right? That's that's good Ali. <laughs> I know she must be like what are you talking about? But no generally it was, it was superb. The, the response to it was even better. It really was. The response was it kind of blew my mind how quickly it took off. I was like, whoa, what's happened here? Like it was absolutely great, and it was it was great to have an insight off it. And the videos and the wee bits in the group chat and that, and as cliche as it sounds, it kind of made you feel like you were part of the whole experience. And I really did appreciate that. I, I was the same as Ryan. I thought I'll be lucky if we get part one of these. I didn't expect four parts to happen. So <laughs> no, well done, these lads. Honestly, absolutely superb. Uh, right before we move on, uh, a word from our sponsors. Uh, summer is here. The sun is shining. Shirts are off, and your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure your beach balls are as smooth as Floridian sand. Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for summer by going to manscaped.com and use the code CLUB at 22 for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside the package, you'll find a lawnmower 4.0, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, cop reviver, ball toner, which is Scotia's favourite, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Take a look at the Manscaped Shears 2.0, a package that has everything you need to look pristine, nail cutters, tweezers and grooming scissors. With a performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 
and you'll be ready to perform from head to toe. So go get 20% off and free shipping by using the code club at 22 uh, at manscaped.com. This is the summer to turn your package into the full package with Manscaped. Um, thank you again to Manscaped for their continued support. Their products are superb. They sent me some fresh boxers and I rather like mine, actually. I think mine are rather good. Um, they're very comfortable. <laughs> I like the week. I like the wee gold bit in the middle. Yeah, me too. I've got, mine's got a whole gold band on the top of it, man. They are, they are particularly comfortable. I, I, I did quite like them. I actually, I can't wear them at Rangers game, though, because I did wear them on that Wednesday night, so I'm never going to be able to wear them again. Oh, uh, I won't be able to do that. Did you use your shears and your trimmers before you went to Sunny Seville? No, we did. I, I shaved Scotia for him because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we knew we knew the heat we knew the heat was going to be extreme. So I said to Scotia, "Look, Scotia, I'll need to shave you here to to save you." We did to give you that, that video. Did you part five? Uh, that's <laughs> what, is that on Scotia's OnlyFans? That'll be on Scotia's OnlyFans. That'll be that yeah, but no, uh, thank you, Manscaped, uh, again, for the continued support f- for us and for the, the support this season. Uh, they have been superb with us, so thank you very much, uh, Manscaped. Go use their code, get yourself ready for summer. So, on to happier footballing times, uh, the Scottish Cup final. Um, 13 years, is it, am I right? 13 years yep. since we've won the Scottish Cup, which is ludicrous when you consider the, what we've seen when we were growing up as Rangers fans. To go 13 years without winning that trophy, it was well overdue. Uh, it was a tough watch at times. However, the day before was Jimmy Bell's funeral and they had just been left pretty devastated by the loss of the Europa League. However, after watching it back, um, I don't often say things like this, but Craig Gordon deserves some amount of credit, man. He kept him in that game. He made some incredible saves. He really did. And obviously at the game, it's a bit high emotion and whatever. So, uh, but he was he was great. I generally thought he was he was brilliant. Um, Ryan, I'll go back to you again, mate. As I say, you weren't on the, the post-match. Um, was a tough 90 minutes, mate, but an extra time, my man, my man, Ryan Jack, summons his inner belt contourment mate to release a thunderbolt at Hamden um uh, to get his to get his uh get us in the lead and the finish from Scott Wright genuinely is just as impressive. Uh, it is a cracking finish, an absolute daisy cutter cutter into the corner. It was it was Steady. superb. I know. I nearly got I nearly got us took off earlier. <laughs> I nearly got us took off earlier. Everybody will now know that I don't edit these podcasts. Um but anyway, mate, I think we thoroughly deserved the win, even in 90 minutes. I think they Gordon kept them in it. But to do it in the way we did in extra time with the two goals, it was a, a good way to finish off the season, mate. Yeah, it was. And the team deserved it. They deserved it because there was only one team wanting to win that cup final. I was quite surprised at how Hearts set up and how they played throughout the game. I think they had that one chance for Tav just had a wee brain fart at the back post and the boys kind of hit the outside of the post, I think he did. Apart from that, I don't remember them doing anything really to, and really threatening us either. It was all to do with what we were doing. Um, it was a wee bit of lack of cohesion in our play in the first half, and we, were, we just looked a bit frustrated. But we're the, only, we're the only team trying to create chances, and the only team that were trying to win that cup. I won't lie to you and say that I was I was confident because when I was just thinking the way the game had went on Wednesday and the the feeling around the support. I thought maybe this just isn't going to be off season and maybe it's going to be it reminded me of the ten in a row season when we were going for ten and we lost it and then we were playing hearts in the cup final at 
at Celtic Park of all places and we lost that as well. That's what it kind of reminded me of the feeling amongst the support was very deflated. Going to Hamden, I've never went into a cup final and felt like that before. The players did well, they lifted themselves up, they raised their game and they got us over the line and the second the, the extra time they just blew hearts away. They got their they got the rewards. Ryan Jack's finish as soon as he tees it up. Um, I know it's in. I know it's in because he's got that in his locker. He can hit a volley, Ryan Jack. And um, my favourite type of goal, just have a shot, hit it. And Scott Wright, again, domestically, I think there is something with him. I have you turned on him um, again. I think something there's something there with him, whether it's an impact player or... But domestically, he's got it. I wouldn't think of him for the Champions League or for Europe next year. I don't think he's got that level to his game, but there's definitely a player in there. There's definitely something I would keep and and look to utilise next season. And he finished his his, uh, his chance brilliantly, and he deserved it. And yes, I was terrified that this team would once again be, as we said, the bridesmaid and not the bride. And we have not. I know it's a uh, thirteen years since they've won the Scottish Cup, but that's the first trophy that the Rangers support have seen in the flesh for twelve years. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> That's a huge thing for me. And, and I said that to my dad. He's like, oh, last season. And, it, and I'm like, that was closed door. I was like, nobody seen that trophy unless you went to the trophy room or whatever. And it, that's the first time we've they've actually won a game in front of fans that we had to and lifted a trophy in front of us. And that felt special to me. I had a wee tear in my I was probably just emotional because of Wednesday. But I did have a wee tear in my on Saturday because I stood in Hamden and I just thought, God, I'd love to have seen me the last time I was in here and we lifted a trophy. And... The team deserved it and they have, that's the monkey off their back. The ones that stay and the ones that go for it again next season, the monkey's off their back now. More trophies, please, Rangers. Yes, absolutely, man. I 100% agree with that. <clears throat> 12 years since we've seen it in the flesh. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's honestly just absolutely crazy. It really is. Um, Scotia, um, well, I've lost my chair of thought there because I was thinking about the Thinking about the um, the cups, I so Ryan mentioned there though with the, the early chance that Hearts had within the first ten minutes, it rocked Rangers, and I'm so surprised Hearts decided we won't go after them. We're just going to let them sit off, and they kind of paid their price. It took us time; it did take us time to get back into a groove, probably maybe expected, uh, but we were we thoroughly deserved the win. Yeah, I think so. I think that we chance it was one of these ones that Sims isn't thinking he's going to get to. It. So he doesn't really have time to adjust his body. But it was a bit of a let-off for us because, like Ryan was mentioning there, the atmosphere, it wasn't overly subdued, but there was definitely a wee undercurrent of, right, if we don't do this today, this season could turn out to be fairly disastrous in terms of not coming away with any any silverware at, at all. And it kind of gave me the memories back to, similar to what Ryan was saying about the 10 in a row, but back to 2008 when we went into the league, the, Scottish Cup final, and right, that was against Queen of the South, so you felt a bit more confident at the time, but there was still a wee feeling that well, if this doesn't go our way, it's going to be a really unsuccessful season. Um, but no, look, I've watched back the majority of the game now, and yeah, I think once we kind of got over a bit of the hump in this, the first half, Rangers were the, the absolute dominant team. I think if an Alfie or a Ruth were playing, there's probably about three chances where Bassey whips in balls from the from the corner that Aribo and Diallo both Head over. Aribo does it twice and Diallo does it once. That's Alfie or Roof, and those goals have gone in. We were unlucky hitting the post a few times in there just before um, extra time came in. But I think the subs that Gio made towards the end made a difference with Wright coming on and Jack coming on as well. And it just helped us. And yeah, over the course of the period, we definitely deserved to win the game. And were it not for um, 
Craig Gordon, then we would have won that game within the 90 minutes. Yeah, I thought Craig Gordon had a but he was by far, by far Hart's best player, which kind of tells you everything about the way the game went. <clears throat> Scotia, eh, Ali Scotia mentioned um, the man of the moment right now, eh, Calvin Bassey. I mean, I, I'm really am struggling to think of a player that I've seen improve as quickly as that while being at Rangers. Eh, and maybe improve... He had a few shaky games, yes, but from then he just has built on, uh, built on his phys- his physicality, his touch, his passing, his reading of the game. Still, a wee bit dodgy heading, yes, but left backs don't need to header the ball that much, and that's where I think he should play. Uh, but he he almost pulled the team through at points on on Saturday. I am I am struggling out of ways to. To, to praise him. Rangers are going to need to do everything they can to keep this lad. Yeah, he's he's potentially our prize asset now, if you look at who we've got. I mean, most of our you want to say blue chip players on a year left in a contract, Bassey's got two now, but I'd put him up the top of the list now, because his performances in Europe have, well, there he goes, he's, folk will know who Calvin Bassey is, there will be folk that will have a bite of him in the summer. We need to tie him down. We need to put him on a contract that says you're one of our number one players, Calvin, not a squad player. Because I'd assume he's on a squad player salary, which is probably a good salary, but in the grand schemes of it being at Rangers, it's probably a lower salary compared to your your Goldsons, etc. that are leaving. So there's a lot of players leaving Rangers this summer on big money. So there will be money to reinvest in player contracts. And Bass is the first one I'd tie up. The transformation that guy's scary to play left centre back, left left back as well. I just, and he's and it's what is his best position? I mean, I like him left back to be honest because he can just like this the, the size of him, the power of him. He's got a trick or two in his locker as well. He can now put a ball into the box. He just seems to improve every game. And I floated the questions to you, Carney, when we done the post match. You know, Ryan wasn't there, but. I floated the question, if Big Hollander never get injured this season, would we have seen the potential of Calvin Bassey as he is now? Possibly not. I know Borna was up and down and he made good games there, but I don't think we would have. And, and a, again, a kind of twisted way of thinking about it when I talked about Sakala missing that goal before we was going to the Europe League final in terms of preparation... Big Phil Hollander getting injured for us has uncovered a gem for us this season because his development has been frightening. I'll just fling that question. I know Ryan wasn't there, but I'll, just, I'll fling it to Ryan. That, do you agree, Ryan, that Big Phil getting injured and Calvin coming in may have been a blessing in disguise? And that's not me saying I'm glad Hollander got injured or not. I'm not. I'm just saying just the way it's happened, would we have seen Bassey develop if Hollander was safe fit for the whole season? I think it's a. I think it must be a unanimous no. We wouldn't have seen. We wouldn't have seen his his potential, and we wouldn't have seen him flourish. He's obviously always had this this in his game, but we wouldn't have seen him at centre half. I think we've covered that before. Where he had that bad game at Sparta, and I think we, as a support, most people were just like, "Yeah, he can't do it. He can't do it at centre half." And we had to play him. We didn't have another option when Balogun was injured. We had to play Bassi at centre half, put ball on that left back, and yeah, maybe if Alander was fit. Borna would have fell out of form and you might have seen Bassey at left back, but it's the 
it's how composed he is at centre half. Ali, he, he can play both positions, and I'm I'm the yeah. same as yourself. I I prefer him at left back because I think he's an out an out ball, and he does so much more in terms of the way he plays uh, as an overlapping left back, as an overlapping wing back. So I think he's brilliant in left back. But yeah, we wouldn't have seen that potential if Holander hadn't got injured. And I did say a couple of weeks ago, I'm concerned at the level Bonner, uh, Calvin Bass is playing at now because he is man of match in Old Firm games, Old Firm Cup games, Old Firm away game, Europa League games, Europa League finals, Scottish Cup finals. He won't be here long if he if he is playing to that level. And I hate to bring him up, but the last player that really probably played at that level was Virgil Van Dijk. And for me, big shout here: Calvin Bass has the potential to do that. And if he goes down south, we need to put a big sell on clause on his contract. I, I agree. <clears throat> I, I couldn't agree anymore. Even Ali, you were saying about his, his, his tricks and that that he's got, that he was one that he was really unlucky with down on the left-hand side. And he, he, he must have skinned about three of them and then just couldn't get the ball into the box and ended up losing it a throw-in, I think. But yeah, you're running out of ways to describe the guy. He, he's just... He's very coachable, and that's what you hear from the Rangers coaching staff, that he's constantly asking questions, he wants to learn, and I generally think he can he can go on and do what he wants. Uh, I think Rangers are going to need to tie him down on a contract, and they're going to need to give him quite serious money, which, again, will be testing for him. However, I think his mentality has shown that he'll be able to he'll be able to put up that because he's arguably going to be the, the highest-ranked player that we have at the club in terms of transfer value because... No offence, you're not getting £25 million for Alfredo Morelos anymore. So, But, I mean, that's the talking points. People are talking £20, £25 for um, Calvin Bassey, and I think that's that's your starter. It really is. Uh, these teams have the money to pay this, and Rangers have to protect themselves because Bassey has just been an absolute revelation. I hope he doesn't go. I hope we get at least another year out of him because it would be tremendous to see him progress. Uh, but Rangers have to do the business now and um, definitely get him, get him tied up. Um Right, so Scotia, just before we move on, how crucial was that win on Saturday for the kind of feel feel good factor to come back to the club after the disappointment and to head us off into the season on a on a high? That was very crucial. I think, like I said, it could have turned if that we didn't win that game on Saturday there, then you need to judge the season as a whole as a disappointment and as a failure. Um, I think at the at the start of the season, you asked the question, what would be a success? And I'm sure I said, at least a cup. Go further than we have done in Europe, in the league, obviously. You know, the league, obviously, that's done and that's been a disappointment. But we've got to the Europa League final, which is far further than I expected us to get to. And we've won that cup. Um, so, overall, it's probably a kind of 50-50, half success, half not, in terms of the league. But, as well, with the cup, that team have been rotten at cups. And, and domestically over the last few years getting put out and they, they were always getting that question put over them that they, oh, they can't handle these cup games. Now, hopefully they've done that. They've got that silverware, like Ryan was saying, silverware in front of fans that that can kind of push them on for next season because like you mentioned as well, I think we need to be looking at the deeper stages of European football next season, be that the Europa League or the Conference League. But I think that's where we need to set our standards for. Champions League Scotia, you forgot about that. <laughs> uh, but in all honesty, we are not going to get to the latter stages of the Champions no, League as no. much as I would love that to happen. 
never know. I didn't, I didn't think we'd ever get a final again. Just saying, uh, just saying. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was just crucial. Uh, and also, uh, well done, Ali and Scotia, because your two hoodoo is over as well as Rangers are yes. hand together. So that's a that's a I raised Scotia, raise Scotia so high, high in the sky when we scored that set. <laughs> I was like, the hoodoo is broken, Scotia. And I lifted him up. <laughs> <laughs> What's the wee guy that comes and blesses Simba? What's that guy's name in the Lion King? Did he show up there to give Scotia a wee, a wee, the wee, yeah, yeah, yeah that's his name. Couldn't remember his name. The wee dust across the, a wee dust across the, the brow. Oh, uh, no, I just, I've got in my head now. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Some, every time you see Simba now, you'll just see Scotia's face on top of it. Uh, no, uh, it was brilliant. So before we finish up, lads, we're, we're obviously into the summer now. Um, Geo has said he will be looking to do business quite quickly over the summer, uh, but we'll um, we'll start with the outs. Uh, so Ramsey and Diallo look like they're both gone. Um, nothing's been fully confirmed by the club yet, but their social media posts kind of suggest that they are. Golden doesn't look like he's going to sign a contract, and Davis has been linked with Motherwell and St Mirren, um, which is a, a bit crazy, to be honest. I suppose my question is, uh, Ryan, I'll come to you first. You keep Davis at the, the team, and no real surprise in the rest of them going. However, I'll still stand by Golden. He'll never play for a club like Glasgow Rangers ever again. No, of course he won't. He'll never play. We've said this something times, but I think I think Golden will know he'll never play for a club like that. There's something else that's pulling Golden away. We'll find out because he'll he'll say it. He'll, whether it's social media or an interview, he will tell us why he's left and he's not signed a contract. Could be family. Could be looking for a last payday. And Rangers won't break their wage structure. And I get it. The guy had heart problems. He needs to look after himself and his family. And maybe he's just looking at that. And that's fine. Conor Ghost has been a great player for us. A great signing for us. The games he's played. Uh, I don't know, is it 60 games a season or something? The guy must be playing something around that. He's been a great servant to us. But I do, I did say, I think I was the only one out of the four of us who said, I wouldn't renew his contract. Rangers didn't win the league because their defence was poor last season and I know we had this Europa League running, I know we won the Scottish Cup but we need to win trophies now, it's time to kick on and I think it's time to move on and Conor Goldson yeah he's been a great player but I think Gio needs to bring in his own players now he needs to make his own mark and if it's getting rid of Stephen Davis who I would keep I trust Gio if Gio, if this is the way Gio wants to go, remember our assistant manager is Dave Voss who was I believe the head of the Ajax Youth Academy, I think he was. Mm-hmm. He's they're maybe looking at things and going to want to bring younger, younger players in. So I trust Gio. I trust him to bring his own team in. And he's done well with players who weren't his. If you look at what he's done this season, this was Stephen Gerrard's team. And he's done well with them. Yes, we lost the league. We did. We totally threw that away and, and that will that'll frustrate Gio and his team. But he has done well this season and we got a trophy at the end of the season. But I am excited to see what talent Gio brings in and uh, and what he builds. And I think it needs to start from the goalkeeper and the defence. I think he needs to bring at least a goalkeeper and two centre-halves in. Yeah, Ali, Ryan's led me quite nicely on, actually, to the, the potential wins. I think there's no real shock in the outs. I think Davis is a wee bit of shock for me, but I think it's only it's probably more Davis' decision than it is the club's because he can't be guaranteed first team football now and it's no disrespect to Davis these things happen to footballers he's been a tremendous servant to this club and if he does move on we wish him all the best same as Goldson genuinely I wish Goldson all the best um, because he's been he, he's been superb for us he really has he's been he's been amazing more times than he's been poor so but 
Yeah, I think Davis was a when I won that held, I was like, what's oh, a bit of a shocker. But you might want full time football. He body might need full time football if that makes any sense. But the ends, Ryan said you start with a goalkeeper. Do you give but all presuming that McGregor's gonna retire, he might stay on. However, I if he does stay on, I don't think he's number one anymore, which I think might put him in the same bracket as Davis that he might need to play all the time. I think do we give John McLaughlin a year? And if McGregor, even McGregor does stay, I still think we could be recruiting in the goalkeeping department. Yeah, I think we still need to bring a goalkeeper in. I personally would start with John McLaughlin as number one next season. I think he's good enough. Coming for crosses, mate. Coming yes. for crosses. <laughs> well, I bet, I bet you were all absolutely shiting yourself when we conceded that corner. Eight, eight minutes. That's something to score. So we looked at each other and went, please no. I know. John McLaughlin comes and takes it, and then the whole of us just... It was Shagger. Relief. It was McGregor that was in goals at that point. Not 89 minutes. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Was there not one when McGregor came on? Right, get him off. Honestly, you can't remember. <laughs> no, it was definitely McLaughlin. Definitely. Oh, 89 minutes, Scotia. That's not even an extra time yet. Yeah, true. Well, that was actually... Oh. Cool. Do you be right drinking? The... Oh, all right. Scotia, mute yourself. Right at the very end of a corner. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, after that, <laughs> rambling in the corner there. Um, <laughs> God, honestly, man. <laughs> um, no, John McLaughlin, I'd, I think he commands his box well. Like I was saying there, he comes for corners, corner kicks, he takes the ball out of the air, very good with the ball at his feet. I've said before, I think he brings a calmness to the back line as well. They're confident with him behind. So, I mean, John McLaughlin, I'm... I, I'm trying to think what age he is. He must be about 34, 35, John McLaughlin. Um, I'd give him a go. I would. But I'd be looking in the background at who's potentially the next Rangers goalkeeper. I don't think we need to rush into doing a, what Celtic did and buy Barkas for £5 million. Um John McLaughlin's more than capable. McCrory's there in the background too. Handy first, obviously. But um, no, we'll bring yeah. a goalkeeper in. We'll bring a goalkeeper in. I was very impressed with um, John Souter at the weekend. I thought he was Hart's best player. I thought he was just a no-nonsense defender. Good with the ball at his feet too. Can ping the diagonal pass, which Goldson does. I don't know if he has a replacement for Goldson, but I I can see him in that Rangers team next year, um, John Souter. So I was impressed with him. Yeah, I think we need two centre-halves. And then you go into the midfield. And strikers, I, 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 the right side of that Rangers midfield, we've never really, we've tried umpteen players there. Hadji, Arfield, Aribo, God, Kamar Roof, we've went through them all, to be honest. So, midfield potentially, two to three in there, two strikers as well. Um, uh, go, sorry, Ali, if you finish, sorry. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I just think there'll be a, I think there's going to be, Two blue chip players leaving in the summer at least. Mm. But we have money there, Rangers. We have money because we've, we've bankrolled a lot of money for that. Um, obviously, the parts and sale and our European run. So there will be money for, for Gio to spend in the summer, or a bloody hope so. <laughs> well, there should be. There definitely yeah. should be. Uh, I actually thought there was a lot. There's been a lot of very good seamless links tonight. And we generally don't plan podcasts very often, but it's been kind of linked on. I thought Ali was going to stop right at the right time. And then I, that's why I've jumped in on top of him there. Sorry, Ali, that's my fault. Uh, but he did mention Suter Scotia and you being the defender at heart, mate. I think the, repl- the replacement for Goldson, yes, but I don't think he is. 
he won't be as anywhere near as reliable as Goldson because he does have injury concerns. So even though Suter is coming in, and I definitely think he'll do a job here because I, I was impressed by him as well on Saturday. Uh, I still be, I think we're going to need more, and I would be looking to move. Balogun might another year maybe, but I'd be looking to move Holander on as well. Yeah, the, the centre half position is fairly interesting because I get Suter coming in. Obviously, Katic has been confirmed that he's coming back for loan, and they're going to have a look at him. But I think you've maybe got that position with Suter, Katic, and King has been one of the centre halves that play. I think we definitely need to bring someone else in. I know that boy Duhecki that we were always linked with over the last sort of season and a half. He signed for Union Berlin a few weeks back, um, so he's a no-go now, but I certainly think we do need another another centre-half in. You know, you've obviously got Bassi there as well that can play in that left-centre-back slot, but I think potentially we need a left-back as cover as well, because I think Barisic might be off as well. I think out of Kamara, Barisic, Aribo and Kent, at least two of them will be gone. Um, so yeah. I, don't, I, I know that wee boy Maxwell could come back from loan, but I don't know... Know if he'd be how good an option as the cover for left back he'll be. So potentially look at a left back, like Ali says, a right mid. I think we definitely need a right mid fielder. Definitely need a striker as the end of this season's proven because um you can't rely on Roof. Itton's not really worked out, and Sakala's better like one out of four games he shows up in. Um, so I think we definitely need a striker and then. Something that I was thinking about as well is you obviously have had, say, Hadji and or Kent and Rebo go. Sorry, you need replacements for them in because you don't know how well Hadji's going to come back from his from his injury yeah. off because he's been out for an awful long time. But I know before he was injured, he was playing in that kind of ten position, so I would expect him to slot back in there. But because he's been out for a while, does he come back at the same level that he was? So we definitely, I think, we'll need a replacement for those some of the blue chip players that will leave as well. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Uh, look, we've got uh, we've got summer coming up to to go into full detail of all this. As I say, we we could potentially go on another hour here with just sitting talking about transfers. We'll we'll bring you more shows over the summer, but we will get into things once we get confirmation. I would imagine you'll start getting something towards the end of this week of the club confirming who's not staying and uh, who's getting moved on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, without the kind of players doing it themselves through their social media, the club will confirm all this. So we've got we've got summer. We've got shows coming up that will definitely get into that but for tonight it will do us so as always please like the videos and subscribe to the channel we will be back with our live pod uh, on friday with our, our usual time um 6 30 p.m on friday so come get involved get your questions in as we are going to discuss kind of player of the year best moments of the year worst moments of the year all the usual kind of stuff just a kind of relaxed podcast so get your questions in get involved in the comments as always uh ali thank you very much for tonight mate no problem. It was good to have the four of us back. Um, it was. I know I wanted a quiet, a quiet week. I forgot my Fraser's booked me to go and see Alan Partridge tomorrow night at the Hydro. Oh, so he's a he's a big fan of the Diallo song, Alan Partridge. Aha! Uh-huh. You got the job there. How long did it take you to think that up, mate? That's well, good. Do you like that? Do you like that? I'll, I'll just end on that there, right? <laughs> That's a mic drop. That's a mic drop moment. That is, mate. Yes, that is cracking, man. Brown uh, Scotia, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, cheers. Now that is that's Ali's best joke of the season because usually it's terrible. I think terrible that's the best joke, joke so... of his entire life, mate. I don't think. I love anyone. Where better, did that, that come from? I need to send you away to Spain more often if you're coming back with stuff like that. <laughs>
Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And Ryan, thank you as always, mate. And your cat made an appearance tonight. People love your cat, mate. Yes, she made an appearance. She's uh, she's happy with Rangers season as well. So uh, I am. Do you know what, Ali? I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to. I, I would. I was slagging you, but I'm going to use that. I'm going to go down to the pub and give it that as well. I'll pretend I'm going to see arm pass as well. Get your. You need to put your hand in your wallet for that. Uh, that hydro's enough. Something like six quid a pint or something in there. Nah, I just get him to pay for me. He's dead, so it's all right. But say he's minted, mate. You'll be fine. Aye. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Alright, cheers, boys. I'm um, getting used to getting used to sleeping again and no anxiety getting into getting into Thursdays and weekends. So yes, <laughs> have a nice weekend this weekend. Hope everyone enjoys their Rangers free weekend. Yeah, uh, as you say, we will be back Friday, Ryan. We'll be back Friday as well, I think, potentially. Uh, but I think it will be all four of us, hopefully, again on Friday. So, last but not least, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Again, thank you for the support over the season. Congratulations to all the winners. Uh, I'm glad you have all enjoyed that and our decision to do that and keep your eyes peeled for more things to come, that's for sure. But until Friday, um, we have been and we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Good night.